We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. and welcome to another episode of Give Me Those Star Wars, one of the five most Star Wars-centric shows on the Fire & Water Podcast Network. I'm Ryan Daly, and yes, I am back hosting another episode after a year, maybe? Uh, because on Friday, April 12th, Disney and Lucasfilm dropped the first teaser trailer for the forthcoming Star Wars Episode Nine, which we now know is called The Rise of Skywalker. And when that happened... Four, five people asked if I was going to do a reaction episode, so here we are. Uh, but I'm not alone. Joining me to share his thoughts on the teaser is a returning guest who, I think, made his debut on the Fire & Water Network reacting to the Last Jedi teaser two years ago. Please welcome the co-host of Record Revolution, my brother, Neil Daly. What's up, man? Hey, man. Good to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's been all of, you know, 90 seconds since we recorded something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to come back and do this. You're right. You're right. You're right. I did debut with uh, reactions to uh, Last Jedi, and I've got plenty of thoughts and stuff to say today, so. <laughs> Good. Um, so we, I did kind of expect this to happen. I expected it because it, it's Star Wars Celebration Weekend. Uh, other than with The Force Awakens when they debuted the first trailer 13 months in advance. <laughs> like, they've always done these little teasers in April. So, overall impressions? Like, uh, I mean... What what was sort of your excitement level for this movie, or or not? I mean, what what were you thinking going into this one? Well, that's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. So let me, you know, I, I first of all, my excitement level for the movie hasn't changed based on the trailer coming out. I should point that out. The teaser didn't really do anything to alter the way I already felt about it. So. Um, I'm always going to be excited about Star Wars, anything related to Star Wars. I, I really, that's just, it's in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm going to be excited about it. And, you know, I was waiting with bated breath for weeks, 
you know, wondering when the trailer's coming out, when's the title reveal, when's Star Wars Celebration. So I was, I'm a fan at heart, no matter what. But I also have kind of grown accustomed to trying to temper my expectations a little bit. And I'm forcing myself manually to lower the bar for me so that, so that I don't get let down. So, you know, so it can meet my expectations. And probably because I want them to be what I thought they were when I was a kid and the original trilogy came out. And that's kind of where I'm at, where it's, you know, I've got feelings about the other movies that have come out and it's like, they just, you know, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm a different person or maybe it's, they're going directions. I just don't want them to go or something, but I, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of luck having the previous movie since Disney took over meet my expectations. And I think maybe I've had the bar set too high. So long story short, I'm kind of trying to be like, okay, all right. You know, I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm going to go into this with an open mind and try to be, you know, and just be like, I hope, I hope it's good. Yeah. That's pretty much where I am now. So (laughs) I will go into more detail, but first uh, kind of going through it. um, The teaser opens up. We hear heavy breathing, which is a little bit odd um, from who we find out is Ray. She is in a desert location because that's familiar. Um, She's standing there in a version of her outfit similar to what she wore in The Force Awakens, but like all for sort of pristine white. She's concentrating. We hear the voice of Luke Skywalker saying, basically, we've we've taught you, we've passed on all we know to you. You know, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. And in the distance, we see that she's staring at what comes into view as a TIE interceptor. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Kylo Ren's TIE fighter. <laughs> Um, don't know if it is, but I definitely think that's what we're supposed to make it look like. Um, it pans down. She takes out her lightsaber. Now, Luke's lightsaber was destroyed in The Last Jedi. This looks like she may have rebuilt it or customized it. I think the lightsaber looks a little bit smaller. Like mm. It looks like it fit in her hand a little bit better. I could be wrong about that, but I thought the lightsaber looks a little bit different. Um, what is noticeable is when she ignites it, the blade is white. It doesn't have like the bluish hue. Um, maybe that's just an effect of the trailer or the like the the background. But I thought the blade was just clear white, not blue at all. Interesting. I've, I, well, let me jump in for a second then. Um, I, I noticed that too, but I had a tendency to believe that the light always kind of in the in in Episode Four, mm-hmm. uh, A New Hope. I always thought the blade looked a little white when it was against daylight and against um, like a Tatooine background. Mm-hmm. I thought it really developed more of a blue hue on Cloud City in the battle in the dark. Yeah, and that uh, that's kind of where I thought it took more of a. Uh, a saturated tone. So I don't know. Uh, you you could be right, but I didn't. I didn't think that meant anything. That the blade looked more white than blue. Hmm. I I kind of just thought, oh, that's that's probably just because it's daylight and she's on a desert planet like it did. Maybe it was a conscious effort by J.J. Abrams to kind of make it look like the original lightsaber. Anyway, um, that could be the case. But the opening shot, I, and I don't know if this was intentional either, but the breathing in black and then opening up on her in the desert, isn't that the way The Force Awakens kind of opened with their teaser? Except it was, it was, it, it was, was Finn, Finn popping his head up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, for some reason, I felt like there was, you could hear him breathing too. Well, I so think I almost, the, the teaser for The Last Jedi opens up, like, sort of like her hand, like, kind of comes into view as she, like, is it, she, like, lands on the rocks and she's, like, kind of, like, hyperventilating, breathing after her yeah. Force Vision. So, <laughs> There's definitely yeah, some, one, some recurring themes here, yeah. yeah. Sure. 
Um, then we see she's running away from the TIE fighter and kind of like turns and positions herself and does a sort of backflip. It's a very, it's a very cool scene. Like, yes, it I, is. I definitely think it, it, it brings a lot, like evokes a lot of those old samurai Yojimbo type of movies or whatever of like this, you know, this last warrior going up against a stronger force, in this case, a whole TIE fighter. I don't know if she's planning to like cut the thing in half or if she's like going to jump on the back and hitch a ride. Um, but it looks pretty cool. So it's definitely a well choreographed scene and, and definitely gets your attention. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's beautifully shot. It looks amazing. I have a tendency because I'm more of a skeptic nowadays that I wouldn't be surprised if that's some sort of dream sequence mm-hmm. or uh, hallucination kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of come because of the way they've been doing these and because of JJ and his sort of mystery yeah. box approach. I, I'm like, I don't trust anything I see in this, but it's just, <laughs> we're just right. going back. Um, after that, it cuts to we get a whole lot of shots. We see flying ships, it looks like maybe an A Wing starfighter going to different locations. There's just a, a whole lot of montage of like different things. So just these aren't necessarily in order, but just some of the things that we we popped up. There does seem to be a lot of action on this desert planet. Um, this could be a brand new planet. Could be Tatooine or something like that. I actually wondered if it's supposed to be the planet Jeddah from Rogue One. Ooh. Um, and hmm. I'll, I'll sort of explain why I think it might be that at the end, like after we've gone through okay. all the shots and we start talking about theories. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I just thought like it didn't have the same kind of desert, sandy kind of background of like Tatooine or Jakku. So I thought maybe. No, de- you're right. It definitely did have a lot more of a mountainous mm-hmm. landscape. Yeah. So that's interesting. I can't wait to hear what you have to say All about right. that. So a few other, obviously, one of the highlights that a lot of people noticed was we do see Billy D. Williams playing Lando <laughs> uh, sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Noticeably wearing the same yellow shirt that Donald Glover <laughs> was wearing in Solo. So it's like, okay. We have to tie that together. He has to be wearing like the same, the same. T- I don't know. Like that, that shouldn't even be a thing. But for some reason, I looked. I was like, really? He's dressed the same? Like really? Well, well, well. Remember, he might have just gone to the cape closet in the Falcon <laughs> and found right. his old clothes. That's right. All of his old, his old wardrobe has been there for the whole fifty years. So it's like, yeah, and somehow it still fits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> Uh, there is a a quick shot. Like I, I wasn't sure what this thing was at first, but then when I like stopped and and looked at it closer, there's a shot of ho- of somebody holding a goldish artifact. What it is is it's a medal from like the medal ceremony from the first Star Wars movie that Luke and Han That's got what I thought from too. blowing up the desert. Yeah, I, I didn't realize what it was at first. I'm like, what is that? Some kind of like Jedi artifact? No, it's the same kind of medal that Luke and Han got, um, and presumably Chewie got. That's <laughs> just not on screen. Yeah, you know, let me let me jump in really quick, and I'm going to say this just for just for uh, a point of reference for the listeners too. Mm-hmm. I have purposely avoided thus far any kind of other people's synopsis or other people's theories and everything. I wanted to do this podcast with you just based on my own impressions. Yeah. I didn't want it to be influenced. Now, of course, I will end up finding out as much as I can about what all this stuff means, but so far I just wanted I wanted this to be very honest and true as we discuss what I saw. So, I had the same impression. I don't know if it is those medals or not, but I thought immediately when I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Going back to some of the action that we see in the desert, there's shots of Finn and Poe and I mean, I will say, like, I like, like, some of the costumes, like, there, I do get a sense, like, like, whatever Poe Dameron is wearing, it looks like he's, like, from, like, the Brendan Fraser mummy movie, 
Or yeah. like, it definitely has like this the, the desert fatigues. It, but there's also like I kind of got like a little bit of an Indiana Jones feel from some of these shots of them. In the you desert. know what? Yeah, or kind of like what what was Nathan Fillion's character that he wore? Oh, in, um, uh, Serenity in Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt I felt kind of like that. Like he was like a space cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's like something about the pants. They're like jod purse or something like that with the pants <laughs> and the boots. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I kind of just like the sort of the feeling of adventure. There's de- there's a shot of the two of them with C-3PO on what looked like kind of like an old skiff barge or something like yeah, that as they're yeah. being chased. There's a bit of the swashbuckler. Feel. There's there's just a few shots of the gang of Ray, Finn, Poe, the droids, and Chewie kind of all together going on this journey. And that, based on like you know connecting the trilogies of where that feels like an echo of Return of the Jedi yes, when they went to yes. Endor when you saw all of the gang together, especially when you never saw them really together in Empire Strikes Back and in Correct. The Last Jedi yeah. they were never together until the very very end when they all get in the Falcon and actually they weren't all really ever together at the same time in The Force Awakens. So this is kind of going to be the first time that we see that unit working together as a group of friends or, or a little bit of the Resistance um, right, if that right. is even still a factor. We just get like a few little glimpses. We see Kylo Ren killing somebody with his lightsaber and like hitting him with like the, the hilt, like the side blade yeah. or something, and pushing him down. It's kind of like a brutal move. Yeah. We also see him repairing his helmet. Not sure how I feel about uh, that. Well, hold or, You know what? I paused that scene and that's not him repairing his helmet. If you look close, what I saw was there were furry hands dark hmm. black furry hands doing something unless i totally misread that i don't think that's him fixing the helmet oh i'd have to go back and look closer but okay that was my impression now again you know it wouldn't be the first time i've been 100 percent wrong so <laughs> <laughs> but that's i definitely thought when on my screen grab when i paused it it looked like it looked like a, a like some sort of like weird ugnot kind of thing doing huh. yeah. that would be interesting mm-hmm I mean, I have I have heard. Well, I, I will say that we'll okay. get to that later in like the speculation, um, and then towards the end of the the teaser, it sort of culminates again. There's a shot of the the group walking up on a hill. They look out over the bluffs over sort of like crashing waves and in the horizon like sitting half buried in an ocean or a sea we see some kind of wreckage it took me a long time to figure out what that was like the first time I watched it I watched it on my phone I couldn't tell what the hell I was looking at I put it up on my TV I could watch it on my TV I still couldn't tell what I was looking at I actually had to go online and find a high res image of, of that shot of what they're looking at and it is clearly the wreckage of a Death Star Right. Um, you can yeah. actually see like the, the curvature part is part of like the convex little like disc shaped in it. You can sort of see like where the Terminator line is that runs along the horizon. That's what it is. And now, assuming that it's one of the two Death Stars that we saw blow up, that would put right. it either on Yavin 4 or on Endor. You know what? It's, it's funny because I asked myself the same question too. I was like, the planet doesn't look like where it should be. Right. So. The thing about that, like, assuming it's one of those now, and that's also one of the things, like, the Star Wars planets always were very, had very, like, mono environments. It was just one environment all across the planet. Very weird. Yeah. Not, not sort of a normal terrestrial thing. It was either all forest, all ice, <laughs> all sand, whatever. I'm, I'm going to assume for the purpose of this that it's on the forest moon of Endor or another moon. Like, was, was the forest moon the only moon? I don't even remember. I thought there were four moons that surrounded Endor. I think, I think you might be right. And I don't think I don't think they gave it a name. The one yeah. that they were on, they just always called it one of the forest moons of of Endor. Yeah. So so okay. So maybe it's not the same one as like the Ewoks that we saw in Return of the Jedi, but maybe it is. And 
I, I mean, I could make the I could make the leap that it's just not every square inch of the of the of the moon is covered in like the San Francisco redwoods. <laughs> but even if it was, if it like crashed into the water and the water looks dark, like really black, there's like the grassland above is kind of like dead. Maybe there's just like a lot of ecological damage or radiation from this destruction. That's and this very thing, possible like, causing it. But whatever, whatever it ends up being, it looks like they're looking out over the wreckage of the Death Star for some reason. Cut to black, we hear Luke Skywalker's voice saying, and I think this is a line he says to Leia in The Last Jedi, no one is ever really gone, or nothing is ever like really you know, gone for good, or something like that. Right. And then we cut to the laughter of Emperor Palpatine. So everybody's like, oh god, holy shit, the, the Emperor's <laughs> back somehow. And then they cut to Star Wars with the title now in blue instead of in red. And then the the title for the episode is The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which one of these things do you want to take first? Just going on what we see or what we heard, but without getting into like the whole thing yet. Well, let's 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 address the title last. Okay. Because that's a little bit more into the theory category because we're going to speculate a lot more. Um so let's just kind of break down the uh, let's discuss the shots that you just described and we can take them at random yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that. First of all, I I don't know if that's an A-wing flying around, but if it is, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I missed some of the classic ships that we, you know that we grew accustomed to and how cool it was if that was one. I like that. I, I really enjoyed, and I've seen I've seen actual leaked set photos that weren't in this trailer, but a shot of what they're calling Rambo three PO. And I don't <laughs> yes. know if you've heard of it. Yeah, with the he's like at the helm of the machine gun on the on the skiff barge thing, and he's got like Chewie's bandolier pack yeah. and stuff. So I don't know how it, that's going to play. He'll probably accidentally be great at it because that's <laughs> just his character. You know? But I, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of. I mean overall impression based on what we saw and first of all you know we should preface the fact that it's a teaser and the teaser's job is to generate interest generate hype you know but not give anything away so i don't think we were supposed to try and figure out oh i know what's happening you know we're not supposed to i think it was just supposed to they were just supposed to present some beautifully shot set pieces and get us ready for and to that extent it did its job you know i I sat there and i was like oh my god now you know i wish it was coming out tomorrow so i think it looks shot beautiful shot I, I love the, the technology how far they've come although I thought I thought the teaser and the trailers for last Jedi were fantastic that looked so so epic in scope and everything um uh the only other thing yeah the Death Star thing uh, you know, I, again, and I'm nitpicking here when I say this, but, you know, I was trying to even, I was even going back through my memory bank about how the Death Stars blew up and everything. And it couldn't be the first one because that was far too far in space. It was like, it would like that wreckage would have never made it to a planet floor. Right. So maybe I need to just suspend disbelief, you know, and kind of go with it, you know, because J.J. Abrams likes to bring everything back to the original trilogy kind of thing. But I think you're probably more in line with what's happening, making it be the second Death Star 2, because that would make sense that it would have fallen straight down because it was just hovering above the, the moon. And it would make sense if we're bringing the whole team back together for the climactic battle when they haven't been together in this giant journey. That's very Star Wars, you know. So that would be those would be my thoughts about it. Okay, then that's basically us talking about uh, what we've seen, kind of limiting it. So from this point on, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to kind of talk about 
you know, our personal theories, our personal speculation. This might verge into the realm of spoiler, but again, we don't know anything. So if if it's, if we spoil something, it's completely accidental, but there might be somebody who doesn't want to know anything or doesn't want to even tempt themselves with spoiler. So if that is the case, thank you for listening up to this point. Bye-bye. But now we, we can go on and thinking about the title. Yeah. My first instinct, like, I, I heard what the title was before I watched the teaser. Okay. Like, like, I just, like, I mean, I saw, well, it was, like, on the thumbnail of, like, the YouTube video, but somebody, like, posted, like, online or something like that. That's what it was. My okay. first thought was, well, that's a stupid title. <laughs> um, Mine, too. Now, My first reaction, too. In fairness, I have probably said that about six of the last, <laughs> six of the of the nine Star Wars titles. I probably said that's kind of a dumb title, um, okay. but but so it just kind of sat with me and and I kind of thought about it and I was like okay, they killed off Luke in the last one. The last Jedi pissed off a lot of hardcore fans, a lot of diehard longtime fans. Yeah, is making the name Skywalker so prominent in this one an attempt to bring those fans back. Are they trying to say because they show that, and because the the trailer or the teaser is so Ray heavy, are they trying to say that Ray is definitely a Skywalker that she is somehow related to them? Are they hinting, even though we barely see Kylo Ren in this teaser, are they suggesting a longtime fan theory that this might be about the redemption of Kylo Ren that he does come back to the light side? All of these things kind of like popped up, and I was I was kind of thinking about them and. My feeling was after The Force Awakens, I thought it would be really interesting to see a redemption arc for Kylo Ren. To see, to see yeah. if he could, after after being the, the Darth Vader horrible person that he was after murdering Han Solo, if they could pull off bringing him back and making him a redeeming character. Because a lot of people say that Darth Vader redeemed himself at the end. I don't think he did redeem himself, but I think they tried that. But the one, one way or another, he didn't have to live with the shit that he did as Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is I, I recently listened to our podcast reacting to The Last Jedi trailer before The Last Jedi came out, just our reactions to the trailer. And we went into theory yeah. and we went into speculation and stuff. And it's very interesting. Everything you're it, like, the stuff we're talking about now is so eerily similar to what we predicted before. And, and what, so keep going. I just, I just found that interesting because yeah, all these thoughts are still there. Yeah. And so now having seen the last year, I felt like that was their chance to do it. And they turned away from that. They're like, Nope, that is not his journey. He's not going down that path. He's taken like they all, all of the hints were there that, that she was going to try and bring him to the light. And they actively said, no, that is not where his, his, the path, the force is taking him. That is not him. So if that's not, and I, and at this point I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that now. I, I'm just, I have mm-hmm. different expectations. So what could that possibly mean? mean then i also think that they're not going to retcon what was stated in the last jedi that ray's parents were nobodies that she comes from nothing that she's she's just a nobody she's not related to anybody special that's not her her part of it um i don't think they're going to change that maybe they, they still might they might i could be wrong she could be a secret skywalker or a kenobi or a palpatine or something like all these <laughs> like theories i don't think that's the case what i think the title is referring to is I think we're going to see her adopt the name Skywalker. Mm. Not like she's coming into part of the family, but almost like a new kind of badge or a new honorific title. Sort of the way Darth became a title for the Sith. Um, with like the prequels once like uh-huh. once George Lucas decided that every bad guy has to be named Darth something. 
Right. I think we're going to go the opposite way, where I think you're going to see there's going to be going forward a legacy of heroic Jedi Knights called the Skywalkers, and that will be That's sort cool. of a title or something like that, that it's not necessarily part of that family or part of that lineage, but mm-hmm. it is still the legacy, and she's going to be the first one to sort of do that, to adopt that name as a new kind of identity, but it's not in her blood necessarily. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, this is really interesting because we hadn't dis- discussed <laughs> any of this yet since seeing the trailer, but I, I'm not far from where you're at. Um, uh, let me, let me explain. Well, first of all, so my reaction, my initial reaction to the title was exactly the same as yours. I was like, that's a dumb, that's a dumb <laughs> title. And then, and then on top of that, my gut sank, like in my heart sank at first because I was like, Oh my God, did they just give away the fact that she's a Skywalker kid? And this whole time, like, I was like, that would be because when we discussed the trailer for last Jedi, you and I both talked about who we think her parents are. And because all we'd seen up to that point was the force awakens and we talked about it and i remember saying i would be very disappointed if she was luke's kid and 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 i was like you know i i just thought it would be too obvious it would be too you know with the lightsaber calling to her and all this other stuff and then i was like i don't want to have i don't want my vision of luke this hermit monk that's like the the prodigal son kind of thing i don't want him to have had a kid and not know about it and and i think you even said that too but Mm -hmm. um you know just there were certain things that i just it would just kind of destroy if he was like if he was married and divorced or something you know all these other things and then just you you know you even brought up if he ditched her on this planet and left um to hide we would be like that destroys our 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 pedestal for Luke. Right. So the when when the title I thought the first thing I thought of, I was like that's horrible if she ends up being somehow Luke's kid that's going to ruin everything that's so stupid. So then I thought okay there's no way they could possibly be that obvious. That would just that's just horrible filmmaking if they go there and title it and, and kind of give it away. I mean they might as well have said Ray is Luke's child. <laughs> you know, so murder, so it murder on the Orient Express subtitle. They all contributed. <laughs> they all did it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I kind of went. I started to go a little bit deeper into theory and where we both, where we came from with all this stuff. Um, I I think like kind of like you. Like I had a hunch for a while. Like all maybe the whole past year that I thought maybe Abrams was going to completely jettison everything that uh, Ryan Johnson tried to do. And he was going to go back to his own story and kind of try and just fix those holes. But then I thought that's, I don't know if Disney would let him do that because then that's admitting complete and utter failure for last Jedi. Mm -hmm. If they, if they, if they basically say, okay, start over with the last movie and pretend everything else was a lie. It's like, it's it's like the new heart thing where he wakes up and it was all a dream, (laughs) which worked in that show, by the way. So anyway, so I kept, I kept going deeper and deeper into this. And then I started pulling elements in my head from, okay, in Rogue One, you had Force-sensitive people. They they alerted us to Force-sensitive people that weren't necessarily Jedis. And then I started thinking, okay, and again, we've got a long legacy here of Jedis failing. Like, they've been horrible teachers so far. Yep. No, one, no one's really succeeded. And that's why Luke kind of didn't want to do this stuff. And so... Maybe when he said it's time for the Jedi to end, this is where – I know it's taken me a while to get there, but this is kind of now where I'm kind of aligning with everything that you said. Maybe Skywalker is going to be like its own sort of 
subdivision branch of force sensitive people that is not in line with all the Jedi thing. You know, it, maybe they don't have to be like go into live into caves and be monks and hermits and never have uh, familial relations with a woman. You know, and she's, all these kind she's of going to be Martin Luther <laughs> like putting up their new <laughs> proclamation on the church. Well, you, you know, it's funny. It's funny though. That's that's you're right because I kind of took a lot of this stuff. I'm like I'm like the Jedi religion was very much like like a church mm-hmm. and you know like with the Catholic Church and stuff and there was you know these like they they had to be absolutely devout to the lord and couldn't you know this there's a lot of the same type of teachings it's all about sacrifice and all about giving of yourself and you're no longer your own and then at some point in history some churches spun off and said no we want to still practice this and believe this stuff but we want to have kids and families and do all this blah 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 so you know we all know that you know religions have started more wars than anything else in history so i kind of started thinking like you said Indirectly, Skywalker, I think, might just be a new title for the good mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't think she could possibly be a blood relative. I think that that would kind of, that would just kind of be, at this point now, it would kind of be anticlimactic. But if they want to take, because Anakin, the first Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker was a, a you know, a, a miracle birth, an immaculate right, right. conception. If they want to take that name and attribute that to the because they even say in this trailer something about the legend you know every story has a legend or you know skywalker the name could be the legend now and that could live on instead of jedi yeah i i mean that's that's definitely something like i was thinking about like with the last movie and when luke said it's time for the jedi to end i thought they might be going that direction so they still might and i so i think we're kind of both in the same like skywalker might be a new title for a type of heroic warrior whether it's a certain class of Jedi or whether, whether it's a spinoff, like a breaking of the Jedi into a new school yeah. of thought. I like that. I think that that's probably, I mean, and we might both be wrong. Odds <laughs> <Yeah>. are <laughs> we're both wrong, but I, I definitely like this type of, this type of idea, this type of theory. So, yeah, we'll put it this way, you know, whether or not we're both wrong, at, at least right now, that, that theory is satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. That would make it sad. You know, I would, I would be happy with that. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Me too. Me too. Um, okay, so let's take the, the other major reveal, or the other hint, at least, that mm-hmm. we are getting a return of Emperor Palpatine, and they actually brought in McDermott on stage at Star Wars Celebration after they, like, showed the the um, the teaser and everything, so he will have a presence. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it uh, a year ago, maybe just a couple of months ago that there was one way that they could have brought the Emperor back that I thought would have been cool and satisfying. Okay. But they already kind of ruined it by what they did with Snoke. From the beginning, from The Force Awakens, if Snoke hadn't looked like an old dark wizard monster, so obviously if he Uh had looked just more like a sort of normal guy, like like a Jared Leto, black-haired goth type of guy, who who could have like seduced Kylo Ren like an older brother... Uh, or even implied uh, a, more, a more kind of like romantic relationship or something like that. But anyway, okay. if he had just been sort of a normal guy that seduced Kylo Ren, but like they, he kind of he looked human, but they just they had that sort of connection. But also, very subliminally, we only ever see Kylo Ren talking to Snoke and not anybody else. Ooh! And then at the last huh. minute, like in the in the third or final movie or whatever, then realized that this Snoke guy, it was all an illusion. That it was all Palpatine's dark force ghost. Um, wow! That, that it was That's... just him, like appearing the way Obi Wan or Yoda could be, like for spirits. We've never seen somebody like Palpatine appear as a dark side ghost or a dark force ghost, and have him coming back. 
but just completely changing his his look to be disguised. And this was the way that he he manipulated Ben Solo. The also, way. as some also adopting a look that would appeal to Kylo. Sure, you yeah, know, yeah, that would, yeah, yeah, that would. Oh so, man, wow, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I thought if they had done something like that, I thought that would have been cool. But obviously, they couldn't get away with that with Snoke looking like the the way he did. So. Yeah. What can they do with him now if he's back in this third one? Well, I don't want him to be the evil mastermind of this whole thing. Um, just personally, <laughs> if he's going to be a presence in this, we know that they go to the Death Star. And if that's the ruins of the second Death Star, that's where the Emperor died. I'm hoping that they're going there. Part of me thinks that like we might like part of this the plot of the story might have some kind of like treasure hunt at at like a feel to it or they're looking for a certain artifact or a certain thing to kind of I I, I don't know maybe I'm just like wrong but I definitely like with like the scenes in the desert and everything I was feeling like very like it was reminding me of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So if if they're on some sort of like treasure hunt, be also because we don't really get a sense of the resistance or the first order at all in this, like just very no, little shots yeah. of like other stormtroopers and stuff like that. And I'm also fine with that because I and I'll mention this later, but I don't really care about the war that much. I I just want to see a more kind of limited, contained thing. Sure. Um, but if they're if if for some reason they need to go back to the Death Star, maybe they need to go back into the the they need some artifacts, some like things that the emperor kept with him because he's got some, you know, Ray has like all of like the, the Jedi scrolls or something like that. All of that. Maybe there's something else, some artifact that they need to get from the, the emperor's throne room. I think they're going to go to that Death Star, And I hope we just feel the presence of the emperor, like a ghost in a haunted house. I think he can mm-hmm. be threatening and he can be menacing and he can be a dangerous while they're there. But I don't want to find out that he's been secretly manipulating this whole thing for the last 30 years. Yeah. I mean, they they might be able to do it and pull it off, but I don't know. I would rather find out that they're teasing him, but he's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that that would be almost – that would – the way I understood the last three stories in the in the Skywalker saga, I, I kind of figured what they were going to do. I didn't think it was supposed to be movies for or about the original cast. Mm-hmm. I thought what they were supposed to do is transition us into, you know, a, a new generation of Star Wars fans. And so I would I, I agree with you. I think it would be kind of if all of a sudden now in the final act you're bringing back all the elements from the original trilogy. It's like, that's, that story's been done. That's done. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's, let's let these new heroes go on their journeys. And, you know, I mean, um, even, even though, you know, Han had such an important role in the first one, but then the way he went out, that was, that was actually good. That was, that's the way these should have, should have gone. Now, granted, I don't, I wish Luke was still around alive for this one, but um, you know, I, I just all of a sudden now, if you're bringing back elements, because I've even heard whispers, and I don't know this is if this is true or not, but I've heard whispers that, that uh, Hayden Christensen has been seen around there, and if he's going to reappear as a Force ghost of, of Vader or Anakin again, it's like one of those things where I'm like, Return of the Jedi got to bring up all the you know the end where everybody was around and celebrating and stuff. Like you can't you know 40 years later bring all those people back and all this. It's like we just don't need that, you know. This is supposed to be Poe and Finn and 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 Ray's story now and stuff. So to come full circle, I think it was cool hearing the Emperor laugh. I thought that was awesome. That was neat for fan service. Um, but I certainly hope he's not integral to the story. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and and in part because of what Kylo Ren's journey was in the last movie, 
he killed his master. He took on he he declared himself the new supreme leader of this of yeah. the first order, or whatever. To have him like like if like the emperor is now like his new boss or something like to have him like be I just like no that's that's it's retrogressive it's it's and that it kind of brings me to the other thing that I was thinking where one of my problems with the last Jedi one of my problems and I had a couple but one of them was by the end of that movie I wasn't looking forward to episode nine because I didn't feel like I needed another chapter I felt like the where that movie left off was you've got. Kylo Ren and and General Hux leading the First Order, um, and I, I I compared them to Destro and Cobra Commander because I thought they, mm. they weren't threatening mm. anymore. They were just kind of bickering and sniping at each other <laughs> and wasn't really menacing. But I also, like, okay, the First Order, they wiped out the New Republic, the whole government, but have they taken over? Are they the new established government, or are they just an army? How much of them was destroyed by the resistance, like when um, uh-huh. Laura Dern like uh, light speeded her way through their ships, like what is the state of their army, and do I really care about the Empire 2.0? I kind of don't. And the resistance, it looked like it's just forty people now in the back of the Millennium Falcon, and it felt like the status quo had gone back to where it was in the first Star Wars, where you got Darth Vader and Tarkin on one side, and this small band of rebels on the other one, and it kind of felt like we had come full circle. And with the last yeah. shot of the kid looking up, is a beautiful shot, and it's just sort of like, I, I felt like that was the movie saying the wars will always go on. There will always be Star Wars. There will always be these conflicts yes. that will never really end. They will always sort of repeat. But there's always another generation looking up to the stars, ready to answer that call to adventure. Yeah, there's always going to be a new hope. Exactly! And that is a beautiful spot to end. Yeah. Except you don't do that with the penultimate <laughs> chapter when you've got another one to go. So now I'm like, well, what do they do? I don't really care about the resistance versus the first order anymore. So now I kind of went like, I know a lot of people are expecting this is going to be the one that ties everything together. And it's kind of like the, the final chapter that's going to put the capper on this nine movie saga. It's like, I don't need that. I don't think I just tell a yeah. fun little self-contained adventure as long as it's as long as it's fun I'll be satisfied and and like I don't care about the first order so maybe do something with the Knights of Ren that were teased like like Kylo Ren's like little band like whatever cronies he are is and if if we don't get a sense of like the the military might of the resistance if it's more of just like this small little band of heroes just doing their own thing sure sure yeah well and yeah if like if fate of if the fate of the entire galaxy isn't necessarily at stake it's just the fate of the souls of one or two people I think that could be enough. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm. I actually, I agree with that theory. I agree with that kind of uh, wishful thinking kind of thing. And I think that you know, had first of two things. Number one, had this collection, this trilogy, the new trilogy, had they had established that the first order was all powerful across the galaxy, the way that the original trilogy established right off the bat that the Empire ruled everything. That would have made more sense, you know. I, you know, I don't even, I don't think we actually realize how how big or powerful the first order really is, like, is or the resistance is. This war might not be as big a deal. It could be just like like two small like Rhode Island fighting with Maine <laughs> or something, you know. <laughs> you know who knows? But um, the other thing is, had all three stories been written concurrently with, you know, and followed the same path. 
start to finish. I think we would have been more fine with them wrapping up everything in this one. But the problem is, in The Last Jedi wasn't a horrible movie. Don't get me wrong. It just went directions I didn't want it to go. But that's my personal opinion. But because it seemed like the first movie was made and the second movie was made with no insight from the first movie and no being told where it was going to go in the third movie. You know, so, so it's kind of like that's not the way it, you do a trilogy. You kind of have to know where point A and point B are. You know, that makes it a little more now like I don't know if they can kind of tie up all the loose ends, you know, in this one. So I like your idea about let's just make it be you know, let's just make it be like a serial, you know, like just every Star Wars movie. Just let them let it have a story, a start to finish story. Right. Yeah, and it's it, it kind of come it it came down to one of the reasons why I was so disillusioned and so bummed by Star Wars with the Last Jedi, which I agree, I don't think is a horrible movie. I, I have problems with it, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> well, well, let me I'll, let me get to that in a second. But uh, my friend Mike Gillis, I think, put it the best way, which is that the Force Awakens was a remix of Star Wars. Yeah, and when it was the first good Star Wars movie that we'd had for a long time and we didn't know what the future held, like, that was enough, because that was, it reminded me of all the things I loved, it was such a nostalgia trip, that I, I saw the problems in The Force Awakens, and I saw the, the little pitfalls that it would have to go, but I, I didn't care, I closed my eyes yeah. to those, I, I, pl- I plugged my nose, and said, yep. I don't care, I, I'm digging the feeling that this movie is giving me, so I'm just gonna go with it. But then The Last Jedi did two things. First of all, it exacerbated the problems that I had with <laughs> The Last Jedi and, and some of the plot problems and like the character things. It made those worse or brought them into clear focus. And it also kind of said, it felt like it was giving me the finger or telling me that I was a <laughs> fool to buy into the nostalgia. That it's like, yeah. no, it's like, oh, oh yeah, oh, you think like this whole thing is like we're all about Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Oh, first scene, Luke Skywalker throws his lightsaber away and says, screw you, get off my island. Like, <laughs> it, like I was just like, wait, wait, what? It, it felt like, like the first movie just had me banking and loving all of this nostalgia and remembering my childhood. And the next movie was like, nope, that's stupid. We're going in a different direction. It's like, then why didn't you do that the first time? Why? Yeah, if right. the last Jedi had that approach or if the force awakens had that approach and that attitude that we're not going to be relying on that same level of fan service, then it would have been an easier transition. So now with this one, so what, ultimately, and then because of the fallout of the last Jedi, it seemed like the people who hated it, hated it very loudly and very angrily. Yes, they did. But not necessarily for the same reasons that I did. So I didn't want to... It was hard for me to express my frustrations with the movie because I felt like I was being unfairly lumped into these camps of these people who would be harassing Kelly Marie Tran and getting her to leave, like, you know, Instagram or social media because they were sending her death threats. And I was like, you guys are psychotic assholes. Stop it. Leave her alone. But at the same time, in my head, I'm thinking... I didn't really like the character of Rose in the movie, but I don't want to be associated with them. Like, yeah. So it was just, it was hard for me to take sides. So I just kind of like retreated and said, you know what? I don't want to think about Star Wars. I, I just, yeah. I don't want it. And like, like even like just like a month ago, like I saw there was something where Frank Oz um, was talking about like Yoda or something like that and kind of like going into like this explanation and a fan was arguing with him like, you don't understand the character of Yoda. It's like, <laughs> who, who do you think you're talking to? Like, what the, like, and he was like, no, 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 you played him in a couple of movies, but we've been reading the comics and the books and, and the cartoons, and we know the character so much better than you. It was like, shut the hell up, you're talking to me. And so it's like, it's that type of thing where I was like, I don't want to be a Star Wars fan right now. I don't yeah. want to. So, so that was where I was. So when it comes to this, 
my first reaction, like, and and somebody asked me, they were like, "So did the ta- the the did the teaser for the Rise of Skywalker did it awaken something in you?" And at first, I was like, "No, I still feel dead inside to Star mm-hmm. Wars." I'm, I like this. This didn't make me more or less excited. It's just something that I'm going to go see, and I know, and I I don't have any of these expectations. But as a few hours later, I I found myself not getting more excited. But kind of embracing the that feeling of the event, the the event, and, and a little bit just the I, I find a kind of liberty and not having the same expectations. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and basically just saying, if this movie sucks, it's not going to break my heart because that's already happened. Yep. If this movie is good and enjoyable. Awesome! What a great note to go out on, yep. and it's going to be fun to talk about, and it might rekindle something in me. But like, at this point, like I, I don't have the same engagement in it, so that also kind of allows me to—I I, I don't know if I'm capable of getting my expectations too high for this one. Now, we're—it's—it's it's April. The movie doesn't come out for another eight months. Things right. could change. The more they they show, the more they hype this movie. I might get suckered in, but right now I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to go in not expecting much, but just hoping that it's a good movie because I want to get my money's worth. And, and that's something. And, you know, best case scenario, it's really, really good. And it's, it could be one of the best Star Wars movies. And if, if not, eh, it's not going to be worse than the prequels. It's just on a technical level. It's not going to be worse than the prequels. Yeah, yeah. No, everything you described is is exactly like I don't sometimes I feel like I don't know if we're talking about Rocky Balboa after Rocky <laughs> Five. You yeah. know, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, OK, eh, which I, I just saw a few days ago for the first time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I like I, I kind of opened this podcast saying the exact same thing. It's kind of like the, the trailer didn't it might have sparked my interest, but it didn't necessarily change my expectations at all. You know, I'm I'm still kind of approaching it with a little apprehension, and also kind of like I've I've almost, and it's kind of sad. I mean, I don't mean to make this sound depressing, but I'm kind of resigned to the fact that I just don't think Star Wars will ever be what it was when we were kids. It just won't, and it won't be. And now I'm okay with that. So yeah, it's 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 unrealistic to put that expectation on it. Cause... Right, and I think I might have still had that with the last two. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have still been like, okay, well, especially we've talked about Force Awakens and we both agree that it was just a retread of the first movie, but, you know, we overlooked it. We consciously overlooked it. But, you know, I went into Last Jedi thinking this is going to be Empire Strikes Back. You know, it's that place in, in, the, in the trilogy. So that's what I expected. And I think now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a little bit resigned to the fact that, you know, I, I just hope it's a good movie. I hope I'm entertained. And if it is, then it's it's done its job, you know, but I I just don't think it can have that. And maybe this is why, you know, all hands across Disney are basically saying they're taking a break from Star Wars for a while now and they're pulling back the reins because I think maybe maybe we're not the only ones that feel this way. Maybe it's just in general, people are just like, ah, we've just it's never going to be what it was. All right. Well. <laughs> on that note uh we'll bring this episode too close yeah any final predictions anything off the cuff you just want to throw out there as raw wild and random as you think um i think it'll make less money than solo <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well yeah, I, yeah. I, no i hope you're not buying lottery tickets this week <laughs> uh 
no, thank you very much for joining me on this uh, this review episode of Give Me Those Star Wars. It's great to hear from you again, and our listeners can always hear the two of us talking on several episodes of our brand new podcast, Fire & Water Records, which is available on the Fire & Water Network. Um, if you haven't already, check out our epic debut of Record Revolution, where the two of us look at the, the music that changed our lives in the year 1993. Um, and that is just going to be one of several episodes that we're going to be doing uh, for Fire and Water Records in the near future. So check that out if you haven't. Neil, thanks again for being on this. You're welcome. It's a pleasure doing it. We'll discuss soon uh, how wrong our predictions were. <laughs> All right, folks. Give Me Those Star Wars is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Feedback for the show can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com or the Facebook page for Give Me Those Star Wars. You can find me on Twitter at ryandaily01 or you can send an email to rdailypodcast at gmail.com. All music, audio clips, or quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. Give Me Those Star Wars is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm and I make no money from this podcast so no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.